Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your from the nonprofit sector connector, top of the house, the attic, the whole thing. You know that. This is the professionals, your professionals, my professionals, Val's professionals, Michael Caruso's professionals, animal lovers show. I sneezed at the beginning of the show. I'm allergic to cats. I didn't know that I was allergic to cats when they just show up on my monitor of my computer. Oh. I'm sorry. What's that cat's name, Val? This is Puffy. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me over here, man, or woman. Is it a lady cat or a man cat? She's a beautiful girl. She's a beautiful girl. What's up? Puffy, right? Yes. Yeah, like because Sean Puffy Combs, his name's Puffy too. So it could, that's one of those names that could be any gender, I guess, you know, or any any species, maybe, I guess. Yep. This, what? this one in particular is a young lady, and she's a backyard rescue cat who everyone told me I fed her for like a year. And she had the ear tip, so I knew she was TNR already. But um, everyone told me, you know, don't let her in your house. She's going to destroy your house. She's going to attack your dog and all this stuff. She's the biggest mush ball ever. I'm so glad I didn't listen. I dig. See, that's the thing about cats. By the way, this is, as I mentioned, this is a professional's lounge. Love it. So we just start like mid-conversation with you guys. And here's the thing. 1,200 of you would dig in the show at the, towards the end of the year. We appreciate the, the support. How about, uh, Val, what are we doing? Good things happen here on the show. We do something, don't we? How many was it? Like, total listenership or whatever. I mean, look, I, I look if we want to tell our numbers, I mean, like, 26,000 people <laughs> it last year. And the show's only been around for <laughs> four months. Yeah, Michael, so pretty exciting. So, we're, you know, we, we, you being here, it's even going to be uh, a whole bunch more listening. So... <laughs> Get in. So I'll tell you, uh, even just last week's show, or, you know, 11, 1200 people have been checking it out. How do you check those shows out? Well, you certainly can look at Talking Alternative, uh, uh, NYC, which is Talking Alternative Broadcasting on Facebook, which is where I'm watching us, which is when you're like, when you are Tommy D, and there's only really one Tommy D, and being Tommy D, I like to watch Tommy D. So it's kind of fun. Like I look, oh, look what I just did that. And now I'm doing it over there. So that I'm just being silly. And if you guys keep coming back yet, yeah, you know, I'm the silly one who wants to, who's super curious and Valerie's the one who knows a lot of stuff. That's, that's how this is broken down. <laughs> right, Val? Isn't that how it's? What? I've never not been the silly one. So it's kind of weird for me. I've never been like the person who knew it all and was not the silly one. <laughs> so like, we're like Martin and Lewis. You know, like one fun up, like you're Dean Martin, I'm Jerry Lewis. Ah, 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 like that, that's kind of my idea. <laughs> we prepared for you. We prepared to have that silly conversation, but, but by me saying to Val, we all right, let's just tell him what happened, Val. We were talking right before the show about a movie that I suggested to you, which is on topic, it is relevant, which doesn't always happen with me, but this one is <laughs> best in show. And what you were saying was, correct me if I'm wrong, but that one of the characters in that movie reminded you of me oh right is that what you said so what did we call him again wilford something will uh, fred willard i've yes that's fred, it. fred look gang uh, michael have you seen that movie best in show i know i haven't all right it's a eugene levy movie and i think it's is it beverly DeAngelis? Who, whoever if you guys watch Shit's creek if you don't watch Shit's creek you're missing out that's a funny show everybody so check that out and i didn't curse that's the name of the show it's s 
C H I T T S. Cause this is a family show. So, so that was not a potty word. That was the name of the town that they live in Shits Creek. I did it again. Sorry. All right. But here's the thing they're in that movie. And it's, it's all about these people who are, what would you say Val? people, the eccentric people who are dog owners of pure breeds and show dogs and those show dogs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I and I challenge the two judges. Uh, sorry, no. Yeah, got it. Got it. Two, um, two announcers who you know they're basically like instead of sportscasters, they're like the dog casters of the dog show, and they're the ones in charge of explaining to you like the features and standards of the breed and you know what to look for and things like that. And they talk a little bit about the handlers. Anyway, so there is one guy that is absolutely hysterical. He he really knows nothing about dogs or the, or you know the competition, but he's there for color. And I said, "Oh my god, this guy reminds me of Tommy Misa." And then he's saying, "Well, then you're the other guy." And I'm like, "No, I don't want to be the stuffy uptight guy." <laughs> we'll trade off. We'll we'll trade off. You know stuff, and, and I'm learning stuff. But I like to be silly because it keeps me engaged. And, and I, I will tell you, I, I I have to tell you this though, because of this show, okay, because of this phenomenal opportunity, it's my favorite hour of every week. I am meeting and connecting with incredible people of all spectrums in this animal world, including today's guest. But um, I actually met up with a judge. This woman actually judges uh, dog shows and she lives about three hours away from me. And we, we had the best conversation. She offered to meet me at a local dog show about an hour away. That's what I did this past weekend with my husband. She taught me so much about different breeds and things to look for and, and how people become judges. And it's a really intensive process, actually. But I mean, me at a dog show, it was like... Were you digging it? Were you loving it like crazy? I, I couldn't walk a straight line. And I melted in particular because I I saw that the one dog that I grew up with, we, we had a Norwegian elk hound. You never see them anywhere. They're never like in movies. They're never, uh, you know, no one has a Norwegian elk hound. That. We talked about that on the show. Who else had a Norwegian yeah. elk hound? Who was? Was it last A friend week? of mine's neighbor had one, but I never really saw it very occasionally, like, you know, when I was in high school. But um, the point is that, I mean, there's so many different, uh, you know, types of dogs and, and each type of dog, every single breed has their own things that, you know, the standards that they get judged on. But I was just riveted by how much goes into, you know, this, this whole thing. It is incredible. And there's so many products and great services and people behind them. So I can't wait to get into this today because this product in particular, it's not about beautification. It's not about, you know, a, a, a cute saying or anything like that. This is about protecting your beloved fur baby, which is higher than ever, almost everything else, like tied with nutrition, right? So that your dog is healthy. This is about safety. Before we even introduce Michael and what he does, I, I want to do one thing. Mm -hmm. I have never been to a dog show. I would like to go to a dog show, Valerie. So when you when we can work that out, I would like to go. But it's my favorite part when they're like, show me the Pekingese. And the Pekingese run. And then ah. they go, and then they make them do that last like trot. And then yeah. they go, and I, this is like, I want to be the judge, right? Where they go. Uh, one, two, three, like that. And I think that's like, you know, it reminds me of that woman on that show who used to go, it's different, but it was a show on, I forget what it was called. It was a game show. And she goes, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. And she would just like turn away. If you don't remember that show, if you do remember that show, tell me what it's called. Cause I don't remember what it was called, but that lady was funny. Oh, the weakest link. 
That was it called the weakest link? Was that show? That would make. Yeah. Did you like that show? <laughs> so you laugh and you're like, he doesn't stop. But here's the thing: I leave there when the show ends. You and I part ways. Michael goes to live his day, and I'm still Tommy D dealing with all of this. Like this yeah. doesn't. This is just like non-stop all the time. I, talk I have my own private banter all Fair the time. Too. Fair enough. No, so, I, don't worry. It's we're all crazy. But yeah. I'll tell you, I would be the worst judge ever because I would be like, "You're all winners," you know. That's not how You can't be the judge. I'm. I can. Be, I can be tough. I'll be the judge. You can. You can do something else there. You can like give out treat. <laughs> Everybody gets a treat. You get a treat. You get a treat like Oprah. All right. Nine minutes into the show. Well, there's the train. Long Island Railroad. Shout out. That's my ride. I got to go. Nine nine minutes into the show. And we've not even really explained anybody what the show is all about. Let's do that. And because that is what the show is all about. It's about us having fun and educating people. Here's what I'm going to go to my notes because we want to amplify the message that people who love animals, we call them animal lovers. And the bond between different animal lovers is incredibly strong. And we would argue it's as strong as a bond between pets and their owners. And that's why this show is here. And that's what we're doing. And as Valerie talks about it, you know, I, I talk about being the nonprofit sector connector. And I'm, I'm, I love bringing people together, the whole thing. That's a big part of what the show is going to do. It's going to create community, create multiple communities, have these communities connect with each other. And everybody's better off for it because I know in regular math, two plus two is four. But in networking math, it's some exponential number much higher than four because what's the ripple effect of people getting to know people, getting to know people, and how they can help each other out? So now, without further ado, Valerie, why don't you – I could read some background on Michael, and then why don't you tell us how that all – how you even got to meet Michael because it, you said you're meeting people because of our show. So let me just read really quick. Michael Caruso is from Raptor Shield which was designed to save their, uh, designed for their little Yorkie after she was attacked by a red-tailed hawk. Luckily, she survived the attack. That is, we're, we're fortunate there for sure. So Michael says, we wanted to make a protective shield that was lightweight and comfortable, yet durable enough to protect small animals from the razor-sharp talons mm-hmm. of all birds of prey. I said that so dramatically. I was excited too. After speaking with many experts in the field, they found a material that was that the same material, listen, that they used to make bulletproof glass, which is 20 gauge polycarbonate. And that's what they use to to design and create Raptor Shield. Let's go, Valerie. How did you meet Michael Caruso? How did that all start? And then let's find out who Michael is all about. So I'm, I believe that uh, I made a post where we have, as uh, a podcast, joined um, a networking organization that's amazing called American Pet Professionals, and highly recommend it to anyone in the pet industry all over the country. It's a really great organization with phenomenal people, and we have a private page for members. So I just said, you know, we're looking for guests in uh, if you want to come on our show, like, let us know. And he immediately struck up a conversation. And I want to say this, this is, has been one of my biggest fears, um, especially like when we moved from New York to Florida, not that there aren't birds of prey in in New York, but uh, they seem to be more prevalent where we were. I was constantly looking up at the sky. If my dog was outside in the back, you know, hanging out by the pool I was constantly looking up to see if there were there's very large birds. And, you know, it is it's 
It's something that happens, I think, more frequently than people realize. And the other thing, because I did a little homework, is that what scared the bejesus out of me, I never let my dog out of my sight. And if there was a, a, a bird flying around, I would I would put him on a leash and and be right next to him because that's a, I'm a deterrent. You know what I mean? But like one of the things that I did read about and I'll, I'm sure Michael knows more about this than I do. But what scared me to, to death was that I read that if if a bird of prey is like having a bad hunt, it's called they're just not scoring anything. They will attack things they normally don't attack. So they'll attack things that are larger. Like my dog is 20 pounds. Most people think, oh, don't worry about it. He's in the safe zone. However, they will just because they can't pick it up and carry it away doesn't mean they won't attack it and peck at it for for like a snack. <laughs> no, but not just to be mean. They're going to just because they're hungry, right? Like not. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. They're hungry. But you're saying that's normally out of their league. But in this scenario, I'm freaking hungry. I can't find any mice or rats, so I got to go after this bigger dog. Right, Michael, right, exactly. tell, us, tell us this story. Tell us about, like, what is the, your dog's name anyway? Let's start there. Uh, well, her name was Daisy, okay? And uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me on your show, Tommy, Valerie. You're Hi. unbelievable, and uh, I, I love what you're doing. Uh, and, you. and the opportunity to share with people the knowledge that I have being in this business now for seven years uh, has been just remarkable. The mm-hmm. stories that I hear, I, I, you know, some of them I don't even want to say because they're uh, the unfortunate cases where you can't go back and say you should have done this. Uh, but the whole thing of it is, is there's a lot of skepticism out there. There's people that, that they feel like this will never happen to them. When this first happened, it was uh, my brother and I's dog, Daisy, and he was walking her in the, in the in the woods, and he had her on a long leash. And the hawk came down and pinned her down, locked uh-huh. onto her. And he was right there, so he kicked the hawk away. And then he came to me, and he said, "Mike, he goes, is is you know, find something online to protect my pet from this." And I, you know, I said, "What are you crazy? I never heard of anything like this before." Mm-hmm. And I started researching and. Of course, there was no protection at the time. And so he goes, well, let's design something. And I have to give him the credit. He came up with the material. And, you know, then we both we both researched it. I was looking at different materials and he found the 20 gauge polycarbonate. So now we had to go into our other field of expertise, which was find out if this is going to work. So we went to, um, you know, the experts in the field. We, we spoke with many conservationists and uh, bird experts, and we found that this material was very durable and could withstand sharp razor, sharp talons, claws on, on the bird's feet. And, uh, you know, we didn't even know that it could withstand a bite from a coyote as well. So yeah, that's another issue. Mm-hmm. All right. And we had one of our customers who ordered the shield and send us the shield with the bite marks on the shield. Wow. And it's on the web- it's on our website that the coyote tried to bite their little dog and right. save that little dog's life. What? So we, have to go, we have to go to break, but we're going to potentially bring up uh, that picture on the website. If you could tell me where it is, Michael. Sorry, Val, but yeah. if you could okay. tell me where it is, I'll pull it off and we can see it as we go to break. It should. Okay. I will. It's on the web page. I believe it's on the order page. 
right. And, I'll, and maybe we can play around and we would get, I'm going to yeah. show you outside anyway. Or, you know, I believe, you know, it could be on my Amazon page. All I right. believe that's where it's at. Yeah. We're going to go to break, but I want to, when we come back, I want to talk about like, are you and your brother entrepreneurs? Is this something you, you know, I mean, I love these stories, but you know, this yeah. sounds like we, even my children like to watch Shark Tank. You know, yes, and, and now yeah. get the, we'll get into that. We will, for sure. I yeah. we would. So, so we're going to go to a quick break, everybody. I'm going to share with you the website as we go to break for Raptor Shield. Michael Caruso's here, Valerie's here, and Tommy D's here. We'll be right back. This is Pals. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages and animals of any species welcome back to the show welcome to the professional <laughs> animal lovers show this is my uh it's my serious professional and animal lovers voice very quiet but very serious all right so look michael where i'm actually sharing where you can't see us all everybody you can just hear us which is like listening to the radio um it, it is michael maybe we'll do this at the next break and show people but some really cool stuff i mean i wasn't yeah. even Acting what I'm seeing. Yeah, if you if you click on the doctor holding the little yeah. his little dog, yeah, it'll open up the website on Amazon. Oh, I don't know what they click on him and the doctor, right? Hi, I'm Dr. Tony Kramer. I yeah, parents with small dogs to be aware that red-tailed hawks and birds of prey are out in force. Small dogs are at high risk of being attacked, leaving them with severe injuries, some even fatal. I'm here today to tell you that there's a way to protect your pet from this vicious type of attack. This is Raptor Shield, a revolutionary protective jacket made for small dogs. Raptor Shield is available on Amazon. 
I love that. I now we didn't even plan on putting that commercial right there, ladies and gentlemen, but we did it. That's yeah. that's how flexible we are on the pal show. Yeah. Right. Now, so, if you would scroll down on that, it would show you the uh, coyote bite. On I'm going to find it while we're talking, and we'll show yeah. it. Yeah, when we well, you you will. Uh, I have to and, ask you a question because um, you know, small dog is somewhat subjective. It really depends on how you define that, but typically speaking. What is the range of size? Uh, you know, it, is it up to 20 pounds? Is it up to 30 pounds? Like, what? you know, there, there, there's a lot of uh, conversation about that because okay. in theory, okay, a red-tailed hawk mm-hmm. uh, could only lift its body weight or, you know, right. they say five to six pounds. Mm-hmm. But being in this business, I've heard of red-tailed hawks, at, well, one attacked my, our 11-pound Yorkie. And I've even had, I have stories and pictures of 20 pound dogs that they have attacked. So (laughs) we decided that our shield uh, would be developed in size properly. So we went with two to three and a half pound dogs, which is our extra, extra small. And then we have a small shield, which is from four to eight pound dogs. And our medium shield goes up to 12 to 13 pounds. Then our large shield will go up to about 18 uh, some 20 pound dogs, but you know, is it um, unrealistic? No, it's not. I mean, what's happening right now is, you know, with all the fires happening, uh, land development, government, whatever have you, you know, these, these animals are are searching for food and yeah. there isn't that much out there and their population is increasing as well. So, you know, you have to look at the fact of, you know, they're just doing what birds do. They, so, they, you know, they need to feed their young. Yes, sir. Let me just stop you for a second, Michael. So you're saying yeah. the population of the hawks is increasing yes. and the population of their prey is disappearing. You know, I guess you're referring to a lot, you know, specifically on the West Coast, they have a lot of problems with the, with the, far, with the forest fires. And, fires, correct. Right, that, that kind yes. of stuff. Um, yes. So I'll tell another story, you know, kind of. I was going to make it kind of silly, but, you know, my, my father has a koi pond in his yard. And I think I brought it up last week when we were on the show here and some really beautiful fish. I mean, big old fish, you know, mm-hmm. and um, there's, you know, there's water here on Long Island. Not to be funny. We're on an island, but I mean, even freshwater, you know, <laughs> freshwater birds will get up there and, and look around. And they don't know that that's that's the original tommy d that's what i call my dad sometimes but they don't know that's not his backyard pond there's just things i want to eat in there you know not mm-hmm. not that it's a domestic pond versus something in nature right so Correct. so they he let's just say it, i think the depth of the water was like two feet back in the day maybe it must have been two and a half three feet he dug it down it's got to be six feet now because what he came out and there was like a heron or an egret i think different type mm-hmm. of birds than you're talking about right but like sure. standing in his pond basically like at the buffet like what i'm whatever whatever the bird wanted to eat so this is like not not to say like um that this should be happening but this is nature right like not that, sure. that not that dogs should be the prey of uh of these mm-hmm. of these birds of prey but i want to ask you this um how we're talking red-tailed hawk but there's a bunch of these birds that, that you're referring to. Absolutely. Right? Can yes. we talk a little bit about that? Because it was that while we watched that video, it, I, and it was like a, the whistling and it was like, it, you felt like mm-hmm. the bird, you were from the bird's eye view, so to speak, where you were like zoned in. So what yes. are the other birds that are up there 
looking around that we're defending against? Well, there's eagles, kites, owls, um, a lot of owl attacks at night. Owls are bad news, um, I've heard. Then, it's not like just that. that owls are, are brutal. They're, it's I mean, not just they, a cute animal eating like a lollipop in the commercial. No, like really- no. <laughs> and they will attack the bigger size dog for sure, um, without a doubt. And this is all, you know, what I've learned just talking to people through the past six years. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, share a funny story. Not a funny, but um, kind of strange. Okay. We're in Illinois. And, you know, um, based on our sales in Illinois, it's it's slower than New York and Florida and places that are more prevalent for this. Um, uh, Arizona. Anyway, but we Daisy, our, the original dog that was attacked, you know, she survived the attack. But, you know, she did... Uh, pass, you know, after 17, being 17 years old and she died in her sleep, everything happy. Unrelated, unrelated. Uh, yeah, unrelated. Right. Correct. Well, my brother re- got another dog, right? So he's training his new poodle, who is it's about 12 pounds, and he's got her out, got him out in the woods, Zeke. And sure enough, a hawk yeah. comes <laughs> right down on his dog. And <laughs> he couldn't believe it. And he didn't have a shield on him, you know. And I said, Bill, can you imagine the owners of Raptor Shields dog was <laughs> you destroyed by a hog? You know what, Michael? You don't tell that story. If that happened, you you just get him a new dog. Nobody should know that that happened, that you guys ended up losing the dog. <laughs> <laughs> wow. yeah. You know, he went out screaming and, you know, with a stick and trying to get the hawk away. And uh, oh, now the shield, the dog, his dog wears the shield all the time now. But yeah, well, uh, besides it's, it's that dead. point, you know, yeah. there's a lot well, of skepticism out Pardon me? It, it's kind of like uh, if you're in the, a wooded area, like um, yes. my sister-in-law, um, she volunteers. So they live in Long Island in uh, Melville. I don't know if she still does it, actually, but she used to volunteer at a bird sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they they had a, a red-tailed hawk who she's also petite. And she said, you know, red-tailed hawks are one of the most underestimated predators and I'll never forget the story. She said, you know, we were rehabilitating this bird, but when you're inside the, the large cage with it and everything, she goes, you don't take your eyes off of this bird. She goes, we back out. We, we remain with our eye contact. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, oh my goodness. But I'm going to show uh, a picture while you're talking about it, Val. I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling and, playful today. I'm going to show a picture while you talk about the hawks. Okay. And well, the other thing I wanted to mention is that um, there is this woman, she's, she's, a celebrity and um she's you know from one of those like reality tv shows whatever uh-huh. on there anymore but the point is i'll never forget this one episode guilt guilty i watch i have my guilty pleasures but um so brandy glanville who's from the uh real housewives of beverly hills don't judge me um well, she, i'm judging right now but i'll, I'll pretend yeah. like i'm not <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying she nothing. She had a couple of smaller <laughs> dogs. I forgot what kind exactly, but um, one of them went missing. And, you know, she was like doing this uh, interview or whatever it's called. And she was hysterical crying. And she was saying like, I, I think a coyote, you know, got, got to it. And it's one of those things that people just don't take for granted. No matter where you live, you let your dogs outside in the backyard. You don't know what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. for to just disappear like that in a very high end neighborhood where you know she's putting up flyers and doing all the right things she said i'm choosing to believe the narrative in my head which is 
Somebody found my dog, didn't care that it might be someone else's and just fell in love with it and wanted to keep it for themselves. She's like, but I really think her coyote got it. So mm-hmm. it is, it is just, it's really essential. It's vital. It's literally a life or death decision to put this vest on your dog, especially if you're going to let them off leash or, you know, go in your backyard and, and do, do their business without you. Right. Um, you guys were super lucky that, you know, the your Yorkie Daisy was on her leash. If she right. was, she saved her. Valerie, I have to tell you, we I've talked to people where they were actually holding their dog, you know, to, to your reference before. We, you know, you have to hold your dog to protect them. And the hawk came in and gashed their head open going for ah, their pet. Come on. And so, I mean, pardon me? Yeah, and and, and they are just so uh, brutal today with their attacks. Uh, It's happening more and more and more, and people just need to be aware of this. And, and, you know, I'm not a pushy person. I'm not going to force something on people because there's a lot of people out there. Well, one is that we get it all the time by a bigger dog, you know, but, you know, we love our pets regardless of size. And, 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 so we designed this for, you know, for saving lives for, for little dogs. And, you know, the shield, uh, I got one right here, is so lightweight, so comfortable. And we've got a little extender on there that detaches for extra length, you know, for your dog. In case, you know, your dash hounds and um, different sized dogs because there's so many different sized dogs. And yeah. now we created a harness. So the harness goes over the dog and locks in around their chest, okay, under their chest. And it's very comfortable and so lightweight. It looks like, it looks like, yeah. I don't know if this is where you got the, the kind of the idea or the, uh, or the kind of the template for, if that's the right word. Um, it looks like a shin guard for like, well, where, you like, know, <laughs> Tommy, I have to tell you, that was my idea. I, I had an actual... <laughs> Because I played hockey when I was younger. Okay. I'm like, well, let's put a shin guard on them, you know? Yeah. And I had a 3D design done, and but it was too heavy, you know? And, and, and what dog wants to run around with something heavy on them? Yeah, no and, you know, so this weighs less than four ounces. I wow. mean, it's so light wow. and comfortable. And it's, and it's super strong. So it's like, it's one of those, like, it's lightweight. What is it? I read it before. It's a, ga- a 20 gauge. 20 gauge polycarbonate. So it's Correct. super strong and super light. Right, right, and and you know what? It's it's yeah. it's a protector. Now, is is right. something one hundred percent? No, no, never, There's never. Nothing but out there one hundred percent. So I have a bunch we, of business questions. We have to unfortunately take another break again. But oh, I have a bunch yeah. of kind of like uh, process questions and time frame, like turnaround time frame and all of that. I, I really want sure. to do that. Let's stuff. dive in. Yeah, let's dive yeah. in there as soon as we come back. I want to tell you about my raptor collar. Oh, yes, see? we do. <laughs> We're going to get into all that when we come back. This is Professionals and Animals on the show. Valerie, Tommy D, Michael Caruso from Raptor Shield. We'll be right back. 90 seconds. All right. Howdy. Hey, Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. 
passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back. Welcome back to Pals. I'm Tommy D, and that's Val and Michael Caruso's here. All right, so let's just see. Uh, such peace of mind. Thank you, Raptor Shield, for making such a wonderful product. You've given me such peace of mind knowing my little Chico will be safe to run and play outside. We have so much fun when we show off, show, uh, show her the shield. She knows it's playtime. How cool is that? So the dog actually goes, oh, this is the thing. It's like, you know, when you open the door, you grab the leash. Now you grab the pet shield and and Chico uh, knows it's time to go outside. Jana said that or Jana said that on the website. So that's a testimony. It's a very cool. Check out the website, raptorshield.com. Back to us now. Michael Caruso is here. I have one quick question. I know Val has a lot of questions, but my quick question, I'm going to sneak one in, is as I look at my friend with the Mets hat on, I'm wondering Michael, can you get licensed and put a bunch of logos on this thing and like really try from a business perspective, like if I had a dog and if we get a dog down the road, it'd be cool to have one with the Mets or, you know, or maybe if you unfortunately root for a football team in New York, the Jets or the Giants, you might want, you know, or <laughs> right, or in, in, your, in your case, it might be the Cubs or, you know, or the Bears or, or the Sox or something like that out in Chicago. Tell me about that. And then I know Valerie wants to ask a bunch too. Ah, well, as far as the bears and all the logo rights that you'd have to pay and all of them uh, fees, uh, you know, it's really uh, something that we haven't looked into. But uh, there's a possibility there that but it wouldn't be the bears. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, Unfortunately. Yes. Go ahead. So I have um, uh, I guess people call me like a creative person. And so, of course, I have like five zillion ideas all the time. But, you know, you can only really pick and choose the ones that you really want to pursue because everything is time and money and and resources. So my question to you is like. You started prototyping first, right? So from let's say the first prototype where you guys were like, we got it. This is it. You know, we're going to roll with it. So from that point on to the rollout of the product what like how much time what kind of time frame was that well it took us a year in development to finally come up with a product which is nothing like the one we have today um it was 
uh, wasn't padded inside. We designed a, an inside liner that was removable. We went that route and we did straps with the buckles. But the problem was it wasn't fitting properly on all of these dogs and it wasn't comfortable and it was shifting mm-hmm. and it wasn't just the right product. So, you know, and, and then, you know, we decided to design again and we went with Velcro straps. Well, again, we were having the same problem. It was shifting. It wasn't sitting right on these on these dogs because, like I told you before, there's so many different sized dogs. You can have an eight pound dog, but it won't fit in a small shield, but it'll fit in the medium shield, you know, uh, because of its just its bulk size, you know. Right, uh, right. But anyway, so we finally came up with putting the liner inside and then putting a cushion around it. And, um, and, you know, we got fully patented and, um, we just continued to, uh, you know, put it out there to the people and waiting for the responses. And we got so many thank yous and great reviews from people. It was so amazing. And that is why I'm still doing this business because we are just making so many people so happy that, they yeah. have some protection for their pet because it's you know, like, like I told you before, you know, the skepticism out there is, is very uh, prevalent to say the least. I mean, somebody would think like I did when I first heard it, this is impossible. This won't happen. Well, it takes less than a second. And, you know, do you, do you know any yes. numbers on that? Do you have any stats on that at all with uh, like how many um, attacks, well, basically, if you go to a YouTube channel and pull up, uh, you know, dogs that have been attacked, you'll pull up so many different uh, um, attacks that actually happen to these dogs, which I haven't posted on our Facebook site and our social media networks. Um, but let's shout those out real quick, Michael, so people can follow you because we usually do that later. But let's so Facebook. Um, where are you? We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on uh, Pinterest, and um, um, Instagram. Instagram, thank you. My mind went blank there for a minute. So that's, and it's, <laughs> is it anything like cute or silly, or is it just Raptor Shield? Like, can it, they'll just put Raptor Shield and they'll find it. Yeah, Raptor Shield. Basically, our Facebook site would be the best one, or they can also find us on Amazon, has all the reviews from different people too, as well. Um, they'll, you know, they get the pros and cons, and um, which which is a necessity. We have over 430 some reviews on Amazon. And, you know, we were in Amazon Canada and we are on Amazon Canada. Then we were in Amazon Australia too as well. But with their crisis going on right now, we decided to pull out of Amazon Australia. Yeah. But we're selling a lot in Canada and United States is doing fantastic but i had also a question about your marketing like um right like i was just curious about um besides obviously american pet professionals which is awesome but uh you do have you been doing like trade shows or um yeah we went on trade shows we were on home and garden tv uh we've been on nbc good morning america fox news Uh, dr tony kramer is our sponsor and Loves the uh, the product and um, he's our spokesperson. So I also love the collars. I thought the collars with the spiky. The, well, I had a lot of people questioning me. What about the neck? What about the neck? They can grab the neck. 
and you know we had a leather, we have a leather piece that goes up. We didn't want to put anything stiff or hard there because the dog wouldn't be able to move his head around. So right. we came up and designed this Raptor collar. It's made out of the same materials, lightweight again, comfortable, easy to put on, mm-hmm. and they slip it over their neck, and now they're puncture proof around the vital part, vital areas of the neck. Mm-hmm. And you know, we just put this to market not less than I'd say two months ago. And uh, it's on Amazon and it's on our website. I notice on your website too, if you buy, you know, the collar and the and the shield together, you have like a nice package deal, like some kind of discount on there, right? And this Absolutely. is I'm just gonna say what I'm thinking because that's what I do. This yeah. show is so freaking cool. Like this yeah. value, this Thank is you. so cool what we're doing. Uh-huh. Like, but the show is so cool. Like, I never know you even existed in the world and what you do if we didn't, if this didn't happen. Right. It's so special to, to I be. I love with. it so much. I really, you know, I, I really, uh, this show is is so awesome for so many reasons. But the reality, yeah. is that, I mean, like, look who we have on today. Like, you literally have uh, not to um, diminish what I, I don't even know what else you do or have done before this. But the point is that, like, uh, an everyday person who loves their pet, who has a dog that they're completely enamored with and their fur baby. And they go from living a somewhat ordinary life probably. And then all of a sudden they became an inventor. They became like, it's a mission so that other people don't have to experience what the, and how traumatic that would be. Oh my God. I cry. I, I break down and, and cry anytime I accidentally very accidentally step on my dog's foot. It happens like once a year where you just, like he sneaks up on you, you're in the kitchen or something, you, you don't even realize he's there, and then you get the high pitched yelp. Can you imagine what would happen? I would, I would oh, you'd lose it, you'd lose it. They, awesome. Yeah, no, <laughs> I would have a cardiac it, arrest. It would be a bad scene, it would be a bad scene. How, you how, know, how, how, ahead, how, I'm sorry. I just want, I want to ask you a question in a sec, Michael, but I want to, how big is Jovi? Like, does Jovi belong in one of these, Val? Because have you seen Jovi, Jovi yet, Michael? Um, Jovi is what about 16 pounds. He's actually, he's a little bit of a heifer. Uh, he is about 20 to 22 pounds. Um, he's, so he's right on the cusp of that, but I still consider him vulnerable. And, you know, um, every once in a while, like, like Barry, my husband will say, you know, he's fine. Don't worry about it. Like he's, yeah. nothing's going to happen. Reassuring me, which I get, but right. I err on the side of caution and be totally paranoid. You know what I mean? And like, right. Well, if you live by a wooded area and you're around a lot of trees and that, you must keep an eye on him. That, there he is. Joby. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. There B. Thanks, Dr. B. Well, for the delivery. Yeah. Yes. You know, eagles, too. Let's get into eagles yeah. a little yeah. bit because eagles would definitely attack. And we've had our shield attacked by an eagle, and it saved that dog's life. And I have a testimonial wow. to prove it. And, you yeah, know, and coyotes, thank God. Yeah. Because you know, there's some eagles that, mind you, I mean, if you go into Alaska, not Alaska, in um, Africa, these elite eagles are 30 pounds. You know, they're half the size of me. And, and uh, you know, those, those, they pick up goats. You know, you've yeah. seen them. Oh, some, my goodness. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. And, there's and also they even another have, issue. There's they also even have another... one video where they show the eagle picking up a little baby and trying to fly away with it. Oh yeah. my God! Well, there's but, also you know, to me, yeah. I think that was it was all made and and hyped up, so I'm not buying into it any. any well, either that or not to be silly, but I'm probably it's going to sound silly, but maybe there's another business yeah. 
baby shields. All right, terrible. <laughs> How dare you? There is one other uh, component, which is something that, um, look, unfortunately, it, it happens. Uh, I actually know a legislature, a legislator in Nassau County, Long Island, whose dog was viciously attacked by another dog. And the dog survived, but had multiple, multiple injuries. And it happened like right in front of his uh, house. And so his kids saw this happening through their window. It was very traumatic. Yes. My daughter's dog, she has a little chihuahua, got Mm -hmm. almost bitten in half by a German shepherd. And, And I don't know how the dog survived and is still alive today. Fantastic, yeah. and it's you know yeah. great, and uh, but you wow. know, uh, it, you know that because chihuahuas, for one, they have no fear. <laughs> yeah. they, they they think they're well, bigger than the German Shepherd. Yeah, <laughs> they will go yeah. after anything. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, she survived, and thank God. But uh, yeah. uh, you know, it happens, and it can happen I, in a park when you're walking your dog. That's yes. why, you know, it's funny. Originally, when we made the shield, we had uh-huh. no leash connector on it. Because we wanted the shield, uh, we we thought the way everyone else does. If you're walking right next to your pet, why would you need to, you know, have a shield on it? You're the protector. Well, you know, unless you have it on a long leader like Daisy was attacked. Uh, but so we decided to do that only after we, get, we developed the harness. Because for one reason, we wanted the shield to be secured where the dog couldn't escape out of it. Because that's another danger. And uh, we didn't want the leash connector on there also because we didn't want people tying their pets to a pole and leaving them outside. And, you know, you know how many people do that? Uh, and you, mostly with bigger dogs. But when they do, uh, you know, it's so uh, just heartbreaking to me when I see anything. Never, like I, yeah. I don't get yeah. it. No, I, just I don't, don't get, get it either. But, you know, the shield was designed for your pet to be able to run in your backyard around free and, and it's protected 98%. Yeah. And, and they say, well, what about the head? Okay, what about the head? Yes. Yeah. But 98% of the time, through talking with experts, a bird of prey will attack the back of the dog, the back of its prey. Mm-hmm. So, and, right. and all of the puncture wounds that you see on all these videos and you pull them up are all on the back, mostly on the yeah. back. Okay. Wow. Is there a rare right. occasion? Will they grab the head? It's possible. You know, when that's we, why I say nothing's 100%. But you're trying to mitigate risk though, Michael, right? We're going to go to a break in a sec, but we're just trying to mitigate risk. Absolutely. That's it. Yes. 100%. You know, I mean, I'm in the insurance business. Nothing's 100%. We're right. to lower our risk, right? So that's about lowering things. We need to lower our volume a sec. We need to run to a break uh, so I don't get in any more trouble <laughs> with our executive producer. So we need to run to a break, and we will be back. When we come back, Val, a little legislative update maybe, what's going on in the world of animal advocacy. Michael will tell us how to get in contact, and then we will probably send you on your way soon. Right back, 90 seconds, gang. All right. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others. We have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, or what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4 p.m. every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership, here live on talkradio.nyc. 
Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. back to the Heffron Menagerie, where we just keep putting more animals on the screen than you know what to do with. This is the Professionals and Animal Lovers show. I just saw another cat, Valerie. What exactly are you like? This is Phoebe's debut. She's never been on before. I don't know. She has not. Did she just bring her in? Was she like outside? Is she a new feral that you just adopted today? Like what's going on? No, she's she's always around, but she um, she has she's the skittish one, actually. And uh, she rarely makes any kind of appearance when whether it's with other people or even back. She only comes to me. She's beautiful. She's got a beautiful coat, though. I mean, honestly, no, she's actually had like a white belly, right? Like, that's yeah. very nice. I Can you <laughs> we go legislative? And before we get all like Michael's contact info and stuff like that, I want to ask you this. How many animals live in your house? Are you asking me? Um, no, I'll ask you now. I'll ask, I'll ask Valerie and then I'll ask Michael. All right. Just four. Just oh. four. So, so Jovi, Elliot, and the two cats. Puffy yes. and who was that just now? Evie. Evie and Puffy. Okay. Michael, your turn. <laughs> I had a golden, and unfortunately, um, I had a, a separation, and the golden had to go away, and uh, it broke my heart. And, uh, but you know, uh, such as life and, you know, now she's on a farm and she's doing well. Uh, but other than that, right now, I don't have any pets because of traveling and doing all the things that I do because it wouldn't be fair to the pet. I think that's very thoughtful. I, I went through earlier, well, it wasn't this year, but last year we went through analyzing if we were going to sand leave, which has two fish. I think we have three or four fish downstairs. It depends on the day. Sometimes they end up in the uh, in the toilet bowl. You know how that goes with the fish. But my uh, my uh, my my son has a couple angel fish that my dad gave him for sure. I know those are still around because I had to put more water in there. So Val, tell us about. Um, I had another question. Um, I want to know what Michael's what else Michael does other than this. So if we have time, we'll do that. But Val, yeah. give him hit him with a little legislation. Hit him with this legislation, Val. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> Um, well, can I say one thing first about your cats? Okay. I have a lot of people asking me, will this Raptor Shield work on their cat? Because a lot of people have cats, outside cats that come and live with them. And uh, it does. And we've had a couple, a uh, few customers that have them for their cats, but 
generally speaking, uh, uh, cats don't like any, to wear anything. They're not a sweater or a coat person, uh, yeah. uh, animal. I mean, they just don't like it. And they're so finicky that they wouldn't want to put anything on like that. Uh, will right. it work? Yes. Is yeah. it effective? If your cat will wear it, yes, it would. You learn, you learn your lesson. You learn your lesson, then cat. You don't want to wear it. You know, you figure it out. You go, maybe I should have worn it. Then I'm not saying. Yeah, yeah. Cats, they make, get, uh, yeah. cats get attacked more than dogs. Yeah. They make me I definitely I keep my cats indoors. I'm um, I'm a big uh, one. If, sure. if cat is mine, I believe in keeping them indoors. Um, but that said, uh, protective wise, I wanted to just give out two quick tips, which is. I have a pepper spray that I attach to my leash just because uh-huh. of it I encounter an aggressive dog. I've seen dogs off leash um, and you just don't know what's going to happen. You can't predict it. Um, so that's one thing. And the other thing that I read is that uh, a mini air horn can also be very effective. The issue I have with that is my dog is very sound sensitive. So he hates fireworks and thunder. I can only imagine how long he'd be trembling for if I ever blew an air horn near him. That's pretty obnoxious. Um, but I guess if you're trying to save the animal, it's it's good. Right. right. So yeah, that does work. Me, um, I need to just say that. So in the state of New York right now, their session has reopened. Uh, the assembly is meeting. And, um, you know, if you live in the state of New York, please reach out to your assembly person and ask them for two things. One, we want their support on the anti-puppy mill bill. And two, we want their support on CAPA, which is an acronym that stands for Companion Animals Protection Act. Companion Animals Protection Act. I've seen this firsthand. It was one of the worst days of my life. The town of Hempstead Animal Shelter had a dog named Brock. Brock had a rescue, long story short, committing to bring it out of the shelter in their care forever. They took out extra insurance. They fundraised for the permanent care of this dog. And regardless of the commitment from the rescue, the shelters are killing dogs anyway. It is absurd. And it is commonplace if you look at New York City Animal, uh, the their shelter, NYC, ACNC, they do this all the time. So even with adoption applications in, they're still killing healthy adoptable dogs. Now, so- what can I share? Because I, I, I Google it and I come up with a lot of Kappa. Is there a website we can send people to specifically? Uh, uh, on Facebook, a great resource is No Kill. Uh, no, uh, I think it's No Kill NYC or NYC No Kill or something like that. All right, we'll find it. We'll get it out to yeah. people. Uh, we'll share it, gang. I'll make sure it gets up. I'll, also, I'll yeah. also put Thank that you. on the site. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. So that's it for now. And the other quick thing I just wanted to say was congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs on your national championship. Woo! <laughs> you, you actually care or is this just because they're Bulldogs? Barry asked me, he, he said, let's bet. He said, you pick the team and, uh, and I'll pick the opposite. I said, what are the teams? I had no idea. He said, it's the Georgia Bulldogs and the Crimson Tide, uh, Alabama, Alabama Crimson Tide. I go, the dogs? <laughs> i he had to even ask you how that was going to shake. It was a great game, though. It was a great game. Michael, before yes. we, Michael, tell me, how, how do people find you? How do they connect with you? I did want to know, if you want to tell quickly what else you do, if there is anything else you do other than the business. Sure. Well, um, Growing up, I was in the plumbing field, and um, an injury happened to me. I'll make this story short. And uh, I went in and I uh, designed a magazine because I was into the martial arts, too, as well. So we developed a martial arts magazine. We had Chuck Norris on the front cover, and it was uh, based on um, athletes being in the martial arts and how it helped their careers. 
um, again, uh, you know, that gave me the uh, knowledge to have the skills to promote and, and this this product. And, uh, you know, so basically it's all been on my own and working with different people and finding out different ways to market this product. And, you know, again, it's very costly to market, but you could do it very inexpensively through social media. And I found that out and you get the word out. And but like Tommy said, you never heard of this before. And there's a lot of people that haven't heard of this before. And I just want people to know that we're here for you. And I've, I speak to people every day to give them advice, to help them. Um, a lot of them want to put decoys up in shiner, shiny things. And I said, that's all good. But please move them decoys around because these birds of prey are smart. They know that something's, you know, not stationary and it's fake. So, uh, you know, that's that's one good piece of advice. But, you know, we're we're here to help you and we're here to help save dogs. And, you know, money is is something that we need to pay for the product to get it moving, of course. But, you know, we were going to go into Petco and PetSmart and all of that and, you know, just the, the high-end retail and it'd be like opening Pandora's box. I really didn't want to go in that, that direction. So our direction is to help our customers, work with our customers, and we have a five-star customer service. And, and wow, you know, we will, we will, if you're yeah. bought the wrong size, we will send you to the new size before we get the other shield back. So, Michael, I'm really sorry to cut you off. We have to end shortly, but I'd yeah. love having you as a guest, and I'd love to have you back as well. Um, Tommy, I know you have to close this out, but I just but, want yeah. to thank you and everyone for yeah. this. Thank you. so awesome. Thank yeah, you. They, can, they can find us on Amazon or RaptorShield.com. RaptorShield.com and all the social media. You got Instagram, you got Facebook. Uh, Raptor Shield is the name at Raptor, R-A-P-T-O-R-S, Shield.com. That's where you find them. Michael, appreciate you being here. Val, I appreciate your vision. Without your vision, this show doesn't exist. Sam Leibowitz, I appreciate your patience with me. And here we go to take it away. Sam is our executive producer gang, and he knows he's, he's dealing with a, a challenge with me. So here's what I have to tell you. In his total commitment to nonviolence, Sam Leibowitz let me go along on the show. No, it's not about Sam. I'm sorry. In his total commitment to nonviolence, Gandhi always included the animals by stating the greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. Thank you. We'll see you guys next week. Amen. Thank you, Tommy Bell. Bye. Thank you. ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Are you 
You on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 